What's going on, everybody? Joe D'Amico here for the Fantasy Injury Team. Thank you for tuning back in with us. Got another informational and fun episode for you guys today in preparation for week five. The league really starting to take shape as we wrap up already, boys, the first quarter of the season. So if you guys like our content, please help us out. Throw us a bone. Your support for us goes such a long way. It helps us out tremendously. It helps us achieve our dreams and our goals, and we really appreciate it. So some ways you guys can help us and, of course, explore more content. Throw our show a five-star rating, whether you're listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. That really helps us out. Follow us on Twitter. We're growing over there at injury underscore fantasy. We started posting to Instagram, the fantasy injury team, also on TikTok as the boys are slowly learning technology here. We're at injury underscore fantasy. Emphasis on slowly. Slowly, especially our boy, Sam. You could see uh, I'm Tom. I'm certainly uh, not the one posting on TikTok. <laughs> well, uh, you, you could see Tom's handsome and, and charming face on uh, all over Instagram and TikTok, and, and we'll work Sam in there. But also our website, of course, guys, fantasyandreeteam.com. And Vin as well, uh, writer of the show, posts our, some really awesome posts. He's got a, a consistency post out today. Got lots of articles. But my boys, Tom Christ, Sam Webb, these guys have been on fire this year, working their butts off for you guys and for us, delivering great content, videos, giving you the best and the latest injury updates and fantasy football predictions. So what's new, boys? What's going on week five? Episode two for this week. It's a two for oh, this week, Joe. for you guys. It's a twofer. It's a crowded week. Always fun when we get a little uh, special guest in on Monday, and then here we are on Wednesday. Best best night of the week. One of the best nights of the week. So that was a fun episode. You guys can go check that out. We'll talk about it a little bit later. Um, and guys, got to give a special shout out. He listened, and I, I strongly apologize if I say your name wrong, my friend, but Mats Lukai from Germany. He, he DM'd us after we asked for our, uh, our foreign listeners. We love you. We appreciate you, man. Want to hear from more of you guys, but we're going uh, international here, boys. We're, we're, we're off to Germany, and uh, we'll, we'll hopefully continue to expand. So, all right. You guys ready for a good show? Love it. We love to hear from yeah, all our listeners, it. especially our, our ones from abroad. Absolutely. So, here we go. Episode 13. It's actually crazy, man. Like, we, it's going fast. Of course, life flies, but I remember sitting over the summer. Tom, we were just talking about this in the backyard. We're like, all right, we got to post our first uh our introduction of the podcast. We got not that we were nervous, but we were like, oh my gosh. And then episode 13, here we are, man. We're uh we're moving. Coming along one day at a time. Feels good, man. And super fun to do it too. Um, all right. So today's show, of course, the injury bug is is everywhere. And of course, it's unfortunate for these players and for the teams, but we're gonna dive in as quickly as we can, go through as many injuries as we can. We're gonna talk about as many players as we can, of course, how they're gonna affect your team. Got to start sit portion um, slowly. Another emphasis on slowly warming up, but uh, still struggling in that segment of the show, boys. But you guys have been on fire, so we'll, we'll keep hearing from you. It starts it. And then our loyal listeners, we got a pretty good mailbag for today. Got a lot of good questions. So it should be a fun pack show. Lots of information. Here we go, fellas. So Tom, let's dive right in, baby. Here we go. NFC, Jameis Winston. So didn't practice Wednesday. He's got a, a whole bunch of stuff going on. A back, ankle, and hip. What's your take on Jameis? Yeah, the thing here, like he didn't play last week, and Dalton looked pretty serviceable. Not, I mean, he's not he's Andy Dalton. He's not great, but he can win you a couple games. Um, 
we've talked a lot about how he, these four fractures, they're going to hurt when he's playing through them. So I, I think it would be wise of them to wait until he's really, really ready. Um, Dalton can, can fill in for another game or two, but the, the more rest he's getting from throwing and getting hit is going to allow those fractures to heal, at least to a point where they're not so painful, and then he can start to play better. Um, so if he's out there this week, I, I don't think he'll be a quite a hundred percent, but if he rests one more week, I think the following week, he should be looking like Jameis again. And Dalton, you mentioned not terrible. 108.6 passer rating under the bright lights of, uh, of London. What a good game that was and a fun game to watch. I think from that offense, my takeaway is, is obviously we'll talk about MT later, but Olave turning into a must play. He looked pretty good. Dalton somewhat serviceable, but we'll wait and see with Jameis. So, over to you, Sam. Let's get it going with JT, a, uh, a pretty unfortunate injury. Another guy consensus one or two. Me and Tom argued preseason. I think I said pick JT. He said pick CMC. Unfortunately, by injuries, uh, he has the upper hand right now, but we had a lot of bets in Tom. We got to go back and watch all of our shows we, and listen we really do. and figure out who's up and <laughs> I who's know. down. But uh, what, what's the word on him, Sam? So he was ruled out already. He plays on Thursday night, tomorrow night against the Broncos but he's got an ankle injury. Not a great year right now for him. RB21, what's the outlook there? Yeah, for Jonathan Taylor, I think it's actually probably a good thing for everybody that he was ruled out because otherwise he probably would have been fairly limited. Obviously, he isn't able to play, so he probably would have been pushing through a ton of pain. So I think it actually makes things a little bit easier because now you know you have to find a replacement for him for this week. Um, Something that's interesting is that he was already dealing with with a turf toe injury before he had the high ankle sprain or what we're assuming is a high ankle sprain. So it'll be kind of curious to see how he comes back from that over the next couple weeks. But for this week, definitely need to find a good replacement for him. For sure. And really has not been as advertised and it's unfortunate this year so far, you know, only through four games, 4.0 yards a carry last year with his, his huge outbreak of a season was 5.5. I think it's a lot on the Colts offensive line. Right now they're 20th in run blocking, so not good. Implications of that, boys? I mean, Hines, of course, seems to or figures to see a nice bump, probably a good flex play for this week. They got another guy, Deion Jackson, on the depth chart, but I think it's going to be Hines. Probably a bump for Pittman. Alec Pierce actually had a really nice game last week for that offense, four for 80 with six targets. Let me ask you, boys, this. Rest of season, And if you were to tell me, my goodness gracious, that in September or August, I was going to ask this. I don't know what I would have done. Rest of season, JT or CEH? Oh, no. It's it's absolutely still JT for me. I mean, Edwards Allaire's snap percentage is not good. He's just been hyper-efficient, and I don't think that that will hold up. You know, that's a pretty interesting question you got there i'm gonna stick with jt as well i don't i just can't do it yeah i'm a teacher and i always say there's no such thing as a bad question that one might have been a bad question one more jt or j rob rest of season hmm sticking Uh, with jt yeah i am too i mean i have been beyond impressed with james robinson so far um one that i was low on to come into the season i was clearly wrong on that and as a PT, very happy to see that we finally have a running back who is really performing like their their pre-injury self after the Achilles, but it's still JT for me. Fair enough. And and 
I too could not have been more wrong on J Rob. So impressive. Everything he's doing. I can't doubt that guy ever again. So moving forward, Tom. So I don't know how much information we have on this one, but Brady didn't practice today. Right shoulder, right finger. Do we have anything on that or just kind of wait and see? We don't have anything right now. He never practices Wednesdays anyway, but it's not, it's typically just, he gets the day off and not because he's on the injury report, um, right shoulder and right finger. It's obviously the side he throws with. If it is painful or weak or anything like that, it, w- it could impact his, his throw, but we'll, we'll know more later in the week. Buck's going through it right now. Brady's going through some real tough times, of course, in his personal life and with injuries and with his wide receiver course. So, Something to monitor there. Something interesting to monitor from that game quickly was their run game. And I know they were down six handoffs last week. I think Brady threw the ball like 52 times. I mean, yeah, they were down. I think they lost by 10 or so. But that offense, man, I don't know. They got to get going. I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll talk maybe later about Evans or Goblin. But interesting. Two and two for the Bucks. We'll see how that shapes out as we go forward. All right, Sam. So talked a lot on Monday's show about Tua. Got a concussion. Is there anything going forward we need to know about him any any updates any progress there uh i don't have any real specific updates since uh the last episode that you guys did on monday was released where we kind of talked about his injury in a very special episode with our friend tk uh who's a ncs physical therapist so he's a certified uh neuro specialist he knew um, his so stuff I, he was sharp man yeah he's a smart man so we got on this show, we got me, the host, and then a bunch of smart people around me. And it's a uh, thank you guys for being here. But anyway, Sam, what, what else you got? Yeah, I don't really have a ton here um, other than go check out that other episode. And you can definitely learn more in depth about what he went through with his whole process. But I don't really have a ton. You got anything, Tom? Uh, no, just check out Monday's episode. All right. It was a good one for sure. Teddy wasn't half pad. Teddy actually had a passer rating 84 one, um, you know, still an interesting situation there. Got to play your studs, start your studs. Of course, you got to play Tyreek and Waddle. Most are dominated touches. I mean, that was interesting. Had 18 or 19 carries, something like that. Edmonds continues to be a, a weird, risky play, but if he gets in the end zone, I don't know. It's risky to me, but we'll, we'll monitor that offense going forward. On to you, Tom, and please give me good news. <laughs> Please talk to, please talk positive to me about, about Danny Dimes. He had a, an ankle injury. That game was wild on Sunday. We got Barkley in the backfield lining up his quarterback. Just give me all the Barkley we can. Just give me everything possible for him. But he did practice today. Daniel Jones did in a limited fashion. What's your take on that? What do you got there? Yeah, Joe, so I do have some good news for you. He was back in practice today, and there's a couple of videos of him rolling out, circling around, and he looked just fine. He did not look like he was babying that that ankle at all. Um, also, good news for you, it's his left foot, so not the one that he generates his power off of. Like during a throw, a right-handed quarterback will push off of the right foot. That's where they generate all their power from. Um, now the left foot will become implicated on the follow through. So if it's painful, weak, whatever, it could impact the accuracy, but judging by how he was running in the videos today, it does not seem like he's in much pain or, or impacted too much. So it looks like he'll be ready to go. Big sigh of relief there. Danny Dimes looking mobile last week, guys, two touchdowns on those rollouts. He was looking good, man. If not, if he doesn't go this week, I know the backups hurt too. It might be a, a Chad Powers situation for anybody out there that watched <laughs> the Eli Manning thing where he was, you never saw it, Tom? Oh, yes, yes, yes. Bring it, bring in Chad Powers. That would be terrific. 
he went to Penn State and like did a try. Oh, it was it was tremendous. But of course, from that offense, Saquon looking elite, man. If we drafted now, Saquon's probably the first or second pick. We were we were beating that drum the whole offseason. Love Saquon. Pray that he stays healthy, of course, but he looks damn good. Hopefully, Daniel Jones can keep recovering. So okay. How about I think he was off the injury report, Sam, but Russell Wilson, limited participant, shoulder. Um, we have any concerns there for this week? Um so shoulder sprains in general, they have an average, they miss like 1.6 games um, and they only show uh, a decrease of one point when the first game back, since he's not going to be missing any time. I don't expect him to have a huge decline. So yeah, I don't think there's too much to worry about. Go ahead, Tom. Joe, did, uh, did he figure it out? He, I think listened to our show last week and was inspired the man figured it out. 27 points last week, a 124-9 passer rating. Listen, maybe I give good juju out there. I don't know. I tell people to figure it out. They do, but he wasn't cooking. I don't even know what I said last time on my rant. Burnt steak. Burnt, burnt steak. steak yeah. or, he was cooking like a nice, I mean, it wasn't like a. Filet like mignon. A, I don't know no, if it was a filet. It was like, buddy. It was like a. <clears throat> it's some tacos. It's some like, yeah, some salmon, some taco, you know, some you might get like a Chili's or like, you know, I'm not saying he was at like a Ruth Chris, but you know, he was, my man was cooking a little bit and looked pretty good. So good to see that. And we are back to you, Tom. Okay. Uh, the guy is to me, one of the most frustrating players in football, Deandre Swift. We're talking about here. I, I talk every show about just how good he is, but he just hurt all the damn time. A shoulder, didn't play last week. Um, didn't practice today. What's your expert opinion there on DeAndre Swift? I agree with your frustration. This guy has been constantly on the injury report since entering the league, but he's so elite and so fun to watch. Uh, he missed last week with both the ankle and the shoulder. The ankle to me is more concerning because of the re-injury risk. And what we've talked so much about how these chronic ankle injuries or multiple ankle injuries or more severe ankle injuries can lead to the chronic stiffness in the ankle, which affects things in the knee, the hip, the back, et cetera. He's had multiple sprains. Now this is the second of this season alone. So we're kind of starting to enter that little, little concerned territory from that standpoint, the shoulder I'm, I'm much less concerned about simply because it's an upper body injury and you don't run with your upper body. You run with your lower body. But you, you hit do, people with your upper body. That's true, but it's not impacting. It's not being impacted every single step like, like an ankle would be. We do see a decline of 2.4 fantasy points in the first game back from an ankle sprain for running backs with only 29% meeting or exceeding that. But DeAndre Swift is part of that 29 that has already exceeded his pre-injury average in the first game back from this injury. He's becoming a very high reward, but also a high risk player to have on your team because he's just getting injured so much. Um, that being said, if he, if he suits up, you're putting him in your lineup because he could get seven carry seven touches for 15 points again, like he did in week two. Right. I, I asked you before because somebody asked me about the outlook for Swift. And I remember what you said. You said he's going to probably be out this week. We'll see. He's going to come back and look elite again until he gets hurt again. And of course, we're not wishing that upon him, but it seems to be the story with DeAndre Swift and Jamal Williams, just as we all predicted in the preseason, is RB3 on the year. Jamal Williams. I mean, listen, while Swift is out, I think that's a no brainer, probably something we don't even have to talk about. He's a must play. 
Um, something to look at this week. I mean, you're not fading any Lions for this reason at all, but I, I saw a weird thing. Lions' first four games so far have all been indoors, three at home, and I forget where the other one was, but they go see your boys this week in New England, Sam, so uh, we'll, we'll see how that goes. But DeAndre Swift, we're, we're praying for you, we're hoping for you, and uh, want you to be healthy so we can watch some exciting football. Speaking of your boys, Sam, Mac Jones and Brian Hoyer, I don't know what they're going to do either. Man, the Giants, the Patriots, we are banged up. But Jones with the high ankle sprain and Hoyer with what, a head injury or concussion? Is that what it was with Hoyer? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, Yeah, Mac Jones, high ankle sprain. We touched on this last week. He actually practiced in limited uh, fashion today for the first time. So that's a good sign moving forward. Uh, With the high ankle sprains in quarterbacks, we still see an average of missing 1.9 games after high ankle sprain. I know they originally thought his ankle sprain was a little bit more severe. And so even though I'm sure he wants to play and he'll probably be limited for the rest of the week and tomorrow, I don't necessarily anticipate he will play. But even if he does, I don't know if you're going to be starting him anyway. So probably not. Zappy week again? Are we seeing, uh, what's his name? Bailey? Bailey Zappy hour. Zappy hour. I like that. Zappy hour. All right. right. Zappy hour in New England. Okay. Yeah, we may. The Lions defense just absolutely stinks. Horrible. Worse than my bathroom after Taco Bell. That the Lions defense is absolutely that cannot be good. (laughs) Well, the Lions defense is worse than that. I mean, and also, what's the spread of that game? It's like four or or the over-under, I think, is like almost 46 or 47. I mean, even with possibly Mack and Hoyer being out with Zappian. They're expecting a lot of points in that game. So listen, I'm not saying to fire up a New England receiver but or Zappy, but I think yeah. there's going to still be some points in that game. Nothing like an old-fashioned Goff or Zappy duel. Dude, that's that's going to be so exciting. I can't wait. Goff, kind of good, man. Goff he's like, he's like quarterback off. five or something yeah. like that. It doesn't even make sense. Last week without Swift without and without anyone. Amara, without his whole team, he looked good. Speaking of Goff, I just beat Tom in our Dynasty League while playing Goff. Yeah, man, he beat me by like two points too. It was like oh, five. You hate it was to like see four. that. Glad it's on the episode though. Let the world know, baby. Let's go. Yeah, let's go. Um, but that Patriots passing game, man, as as hard as it must be to hear, Sam, just hard to trust in terms of their guys. We'll talk a little bit later about the running backs, but to me, I mean, I think the running backs are probably a must play. Harris last week had eighteen oh, yeah. carries. Stevenson had fourteen carries. The Lions got torched. By who last week? Our boy Rashad Penny, Sam. Woohoo! Tom and and the uh, who they play? I already Great forgot. Call. Uh, <laughs> high school games, yeah, yeah, Seahawks. Yeah, uh, yeah, well, yeah done a lot. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I think it's oh, easy to kind of fire up those guys uh, for the New England Rashad backfield. Penny. That's it. All right. Um, let's go to Alvin Kamara. Ribs, limited practice. What's our analysis there, Tom? So missed last week. I imagine he's got to be feeling better this week. I mean, it was, it was a pretty late scratch for him. I think it was the day of the, or maybe the night before they announced that he wasn't going to play, but it was looking like he was going to play all week. He'd played 70% of the snaps the week before while still having this injury. Um, They didn't report any setbacks that led to him missing last week, but perhaps there was, but anyway, a week off another week to heal. Um, he could still be dealing with some pain though. Then that's, that's the issue here. It's a pain tolerance issue. And we know that the ribs where they, uh, a lot of muscles that are really important for athletics attached there for a running back. That's particularly the pec muscles. 
Uh, that's going to really help them hold the ball tight to prevent fumbling. And I believe he did actually fumble in the last game that he played where he was dealing with this injury. Um, that being said, if he's out there, just like Swift, you're playing him. Like this guy can put up a lot of points on not a lot of touches. And Seattle has the fourth worst rush defense right now. So that is a, an opportunity for him to go off, even if he's on a limited snap count. Right. And Ingram didn't look particularly good. Lat Murray gone now. Interesting. Saw in Vin's article today, no top 12 finishes so far for Kamara. We'll see if he could break through this week. On to some really tragic injury news here with the Broncos, Sam. Um, it just sucks, man. I mean, it sucks that, that we have to see a rookie like this go down, or I'm sorry, a sophomore like this go down. Javante Williams, though, season-ending ACL and also a posterior lateral corner injury. Nice. What do we make of that? Of, of course, know what an ACL is. What's that other one? I mean, it, it's just, it's so heartbreaking to see. But what are we looking at? I mean, obviously not for this year, but for his future, for his injury, Sam, what do you got on, on Javante? Uh, yeah, it's really super unfortunate injury. It's going to be pretty tough for him to come back from. Um, so as you mentioned, ACL tear, LCL tear, and posterior lateral corner. So the posterior lateral corner is probably something that not, as many people have heard of and it's if you reach down to like your right knee with your right hand it's just on the back outside of your corner it's kind of that area it's a pretty intricate area of the knee where there's lots of tiny little ligaments and the meniscus the lcl the pcl it all kind of comes together and helps to provide stability of the knee so that's something that's it makes rehab just a little bit slower and more intricate and you have to pay more attention to detail with like range of motion stretching strengthening all that kind of stuff so it just kind of delays everything a little bit unfortunately so in the end i would still expect him to make a full recovery at some point maybe late next year two years but the beginning of next year is not not looking too good really tough for this year but for you dynasty players out there too i mean looks like it's going to have some unfortunate lasting implications into next season. And that backfield guys is to me as muddy as can be. And I'm going to talk a little bit later about how I think people just want to say, okay, Gordon, you know, fire him up, RB one, RB two. I don't look at it like that. I mean, they have, they have a couple guys, right? Just got Lat Murray, who, by the way, was pretty decent last week, 11 for 57 and a score, even though he's freaking 32 years old, have Mike Boone. Don't really know too much about him. We've seen him, provide a little bit of spark here and there, but to me, I think it's going to be a long, confusing time for the Broncos backfield. Again, I think it's a muddy, tough situation. You agree, Tom? I mean, do you see, I mean, just, just the fact that Gordon fumbled so much and last yeah, week, such a tough lots week, of man. fumbles. Um, Boone, I don't care for at all. He's been in the league for several years and has done next to nothing. Um, Murray, you know, if this was three years ago, I'd be really excited about him, but he, like you said, he's getting up there in age. It's a getting tough up there. Field. 32, man. My God. Yeah, we talked, we a... talked like last week. Oh, Zeke, uh, 20, what? Seven Zeke's old 27 Melvin Gordon, old 29. This guy's 32. Holy <laughs> crap. Meanwhile, we're sitting here at 30. <laughs> we always talk about Excuse that. Me. We call these guys old. How old are you, Sam? I, I, we've actually never, I've never even asked you that. 28. All right. He's a young man. Washed up. <laughs> no, we're washed up. He's a, uh, he's, yeah, he's got his, washed up. You got your whole life ahead of you, Sam. You're good, but tough, uh, tough news that definitely for the Broncos. And again, just a, a situation that we're going to have to monitor going forward. So 
Another guy we're going to have to monitor a lot, guys, this week, the theme kind of when I was doing the research and looking was a lot of DNPs, a lot of did not practice Wednesday. And I know that's usually, you know, we look to see Thursday and Friday, Wednesday, a little bit iffy, but a lot of DNPs, David Montgomery with an ankle. Um, what's the deal with that, Tom? So same as last week, he obviously missed last week with this. We are pretty sure it's a high ankle sprain. Um, again, going to impact the player's ability to cut and to generate power, but with him being almost ready to play last week it sounded like and and potentially ready to play this week it's likely a, a less severe high ankle sprain we know there's a big spectrum of of severity with that type of injury um and the less severe ones are less likely to cause some of that chronic stiffness that we were talking about earlier historically running backs will miss 2.2 games with a high ankle sprain but again that's a wide spectrum based on the severity and we see a decline of 1.1 fantasy points with only 35% meeting or exceeding their pre-injury average in the first game back. Just like last week, though, what we talked about, I'm not as concerned about his injury. It's not that severe. I don't think it's going to impact him too much in the long term or the short term. It's more that Khalil Herbert's really good and is going to cut into Montgomery's work. Looked good last week against my Giants. 19, 19 carries, man. You get 19 carries. To me, you're immediately even a low-end RB2 just based off volume. But 77 yards off that, added a catch for 24 yards. I think he's another guy like Jamal Williams, a must-play if David Montgomery doesn't go. Why don't they just trade Montgomery to the Broncos? Does that yeah, make too Broncos. much sense? That makes way too much sense. Right. That would be pretty cool. All right, figure it out, NFL. We'll add that to our next segment. <laughs> All right, Sam, J.K. Dobbins, um, not hurt currently, but coming off that ACL and started to really take the lion's share in the backfield. He was 13 for 41 with a score. Dobbins added four for another 22 and another score. Looked pretty good. And Justice Hill banged up too. Might not even play this week. What's what's our analysis on Dobbins? Yeah, I'm actually, I'm pretty excited that uh, Dobbins is doing pretty well this early on. Uh, we typically, we don't see this much improvement that quick when they're returning from an ACL injury. And we already know that he kind of had a similar injury to Javante, who, um, so he's already missed a pretty good amount of time. So I'm pretty excited that he's doing well. Um, with that said, Justice Hill, like you said, hamstring injury. I expect him to probably miss like one to two weeks, which can only really help Dobbins. Um, and as he continues to improve for each week, I, I think he's going to do well. So I think you can officially start Dobbins starting now. Yeah, I definitely agree there. Um, his, his volume is there. That's the big thing for me. It's his volume in an offense. It's going to be close to the goal line. He wasn't very efficient. I mean, 13 for 41 or whatever, that's not a great yards per carry. But if he's still getting that volume and he's getting goal line touches, that's huge. Yeah. Another thing to monitor here is Gus Edwards was just, I believe, activated off the pup today. Um, so he could be coming back soon. I, I doubt that he plays this week, but he could be coming back into the fold pretty soon. But for this week, I think Dobbins, a surefire, again, another RB2 type of guy. I, I always look for, and not that I always achieve it, but when I'm drafting, try to look for three things. Do they have the actual talent and ability? Of course, that's important. Do they get the volume? And are they on a good offense? Looking right now, Dobbins getting the volume. I think he's pretty damn talented. Good offense. Check that box, too. So to me, I think if you have Dobbins, you have to play him. Um so we seem to be in agreement there. 
How about our boy, Brian Robinson, practice today, back. Such positive news in the wake of all this negativity. The uh, commanders posted a hype video about him today. It was so badass. It was oh, awesome. Oh, I didn't was, see that. I need to catch that. I saw it on Reddit. It was, uh, it was him in the hospital coming out, and then they released the. It was just like a whole minute or two hype video. Um, love the story, man. Could play a role. What do you got on him, Tom? Really, really exciting. Awesome to hear. Um, it, it's hard to know how this injury is going to impact him because they never really told us like where exactly the gunshots went, how deep they went, what structures they hit. But if he's returning this fast, it didn't fracture any bones. It didn't lacerate any nerves. So that's all good. Um, and it, I mean, if he's ready to go, then it, it, it he must have recovered from it quite quickly and gotten all the strength and his power and his speed back quite quickly. So he could very well be close to 100%. Um, there's no way for us to know until we see him out there, of course. But what he's got going in his favor is you talked about it in the preseason. Rivera loves the dual running back. The I loved Williams. him preseason. Loved him preseason. Yeah, I mean, Rivera's history is D'Angelo Williams and Jonathan Stewart for so many years. And how about Antonio Gibson averaging 3.3 yards per carry? Is Not that gonna good? Do it. Not going to do it. Not going to do it. Does he need to figure it out? He needs to actually, he needs to not figure it out. And Brian Robinson will figure it out. It's that easy. It's done. (laughs) There we go. So Robinson needs to be picked up in every league if he's not already rostered. Right. Definitely a guy that you should not be playing yet. Don't take that as, as you're going to put him in your roster and play him, but he should be available or he should be picked up. Should not be left on the waiver wires. Traylon Burks. Turf toe looks doubtful. Um, a lot of these guys are questionable. Burks is doubtful. What's your take on him, Sam? Yeah, so I was looking to this a little bit as I was making my post for this week. I He's doubtful already. I also don't expect him to play. It sounds like they were considering putting him on IR, which means probably like a grade two sprain of, of, for turf toe. We typically see around that kind of four to six-ish weeks. If they're not going to put him on IR, obviously – expect him to that they're planning to have him back in three. Um, but until then, I think you could probably even just drop him in redraft leagues. I don't necessarily know if it's worth holding on your bench. If you have an open IR spot, great. But if not, you could probably drop him. I agree there. One of the worst passing attacks in the league, and he's been really disappointing, done basically nothing and now hurt. So a lot of negativity there for Traylon Burks, unfortunately. Negativity as well in Atlanta, Corderell Patterson, a knee placed on IR. Correct me if I'm wrong. That means at least, what, four, four. games? Is that what yeah, it is? Four, okay. Four, yeah. So what's his outlook there? Well, they don't really tell us what his knee procedure was. They, they did say he had a procedure on it, but they, they haven't given us a diagnosis at all. Um, with it being four weeks and expected to return after, we know that nothing was repaired. There's no ACL, no PCL, no meniscus repairs, because those are all quite lengthy rehabs and that would have ended his season. Um, my, my thoughts, and I don't know, but my thoughts would be maybe a meniscus debridement similar to Zach Wilson, where they just cut out the injured meniscus tissue rather than repairing it. Or he, they might just, this procedure might just be draining fluid. Sometimes the knee just repetitively swells and swells and swells and it needs to get drained. Uh, we don't know though. Hopefully they'll give us some indication soon. But um, either way, it sounds like he should be back when his IR stints over. 
So I would definitely hold on to him. He's been playing really well. Uh, hopefully you have an IR slot available. If not, I, I would not drop him. I agree. Not droppable. Um, two guys there to keep an eye on Tyler Algier, who I also like preseason last week was 10 for 84, which is real good. I mean, simple math, 8.4 yards a carry. Didn't get all of the work. Caleb Huntley, who, to be totally honest with you, I hadn't heard of him until I looked at their box score. He was 10 for 56 as well. I mean, I see it as it's going to be a timeshare going forward until maybe one of these guys really breaks away. I definitely lean towards Algier. Huntley, a guy, maybe if in a deep league, you can roster him. But I think Algier 100% should be on your roster. And maybe, listen, if you're in a tough situation, I know a lot of people that are, probably startable just based off volume. Um, And Damian Williams will be coming back soon too. So he's another one to look out for. Williams as well. Yeah, good call, Tom. Always got my back. Love you, man. All right. A couple more each here. Zach Wilson limited on Wednesday with his ankle injury. Um, but here are the Jets good? <laughs> they kind of look good on Sunday, man. I don't know. They looked okay. It was a it was a New York day. We got Jets. They have hitting, been fun this year. We between got the Giants, Flacco the Jets, and yeah. between Flacco and last week, they're they're fun. They I don't are know if fun. They're good though. But uh, all right. Maybe they're Decent. fun. Okay, fun. They're fun. But what's up with Zach Wilson? What's going on? It uh, looks like he was limited uh, today with an ankle injury. Uh, I didn't hear too much about this injury. Not sure if it's high ankle or just a lateral ankle sprain, um, but it's most likely not that severe if he was limited already on Wednesday. So I wouldn't expect too much of a decline out of him. If this was like an ankle sprain that we knew about during the game and that he came back or didn't come back and it was kind of bothering him already, I'd expect him maybe to miss a game, but. I think he'll be fine. I don't anticipate too many problems for him. My man caught a touchdown last week. Hit the uh, hit the gritty. Um, listen, he's back. Zach Wilson, baby. Hide your mothers. Hide your sisters. Hide your family members oh, that are females. No. Anybody that you care about. That's terrible. Zach Wilson on the prowl, boys. He is back in action. We don't watch Jets games in our house just because, you know, I don't we don't need Brett seeing him and, you know, oh, sorry. <laughs> that's, that's good thinking. You're doing the right thing there, Joe. We're trying to shield her. Love you, Britt. Uh, I don't even know if she listens to the show, but love you. Okay. Four more for you, Tom. This is a big one, man. People calling him a league winner. Couldn't agree more. I think he was on. We talked about him last week a little bit, but I'm on Ross St. Brown. Another, another DNP Wednesday. I didn't practice today with an ankle. Your thoughts here. So the ankle would affect his ability to laterally cut, which is his game. Um, He's terrific at getting open and his run after the catch is fantastic. That being said, though, we really don't see wide receivers that impacted by this injury. And we have a pretty big sample size here. And we only see a decline of less than one fantasy point per game or in their first game back compared to their pre-injury average. So while in theory, this should affect a receiver's ability to get open and to run after the catch, it apparently is not affecting their fantasy output output. So if he's out there, you're starting him. No questions about it. Fire up the sun. God, if he played last week, 48 to 45, the Lions lost, dude, he could have been, he would have had like 200 yards and five touchdowns. I think he would have been the wide receiver one on the week, just based off what we saw from, we talked about Goff, Jared friggin' Goff, 378 yards and four touchdowns. And we, bef- we live in, in a the- simulation. That's what it comes down to. This is all a simulation because I, I don't absolutely, 
Absolutely. And in the first three weeks, St. Brown had 33% of Detroit's passing yards. So whatever that number you just said for Goff, 33% of that St. Brown would have gotten. Math, quick math, 378 times 0.33. 125 yards and probably would have scored once or twice. So that guy, that guy is a lock, man. All right. Um, rest of season. I'm on Ross St. Brown or Devontae Adams. I'm on Ra. What the heck? I'll go I for agree. It. I agree. Jared Goff wow. is king. Oh my gosh. Jared Goff. Okay. I'm on Ra St. Brown or T. Higgins rest of season. I'm on Ra again. I just think he's got more upside than Higgins. Like Higgins is a really good, consistent receiver. But I just think Amon Ra will have more like 30 point games than Higgins will. Amon Ra or Cooper Cup? No, I'm just kidding. Let's move on. <laughs> All right. You have three more injuries here, Sam. We are rolling right through. And thank you guys, as always, for sticking with us and listening. Hopefully, we're giving you a, a helpful upper hand on your opponents and, and your fantasy leagues here. So, how about Isaiah McKenzie and Jameson Crowder? So, McKenzie with a concussion. Crowder looks like he's done, right? Broken ankle. I think he's, he's done for the year. But what do we have implications for these Bills guys here, Sam? Yeah, I'll touch on Jameson Crowder first. You can drop him. You can get rid of him. Redraft, Dynasty, doesn't matter. I think you can just completely get rid of him. I mean, he has no ceiling when he does play, and his floor is obviously pretty dang close to zero. So I have no interest in him going forward. I don't think you would want to start him. If you, even if you had him on your team and he was healthy. So I don't think it's worth keeping on your bench. Um, as for Isaiah McKenzie, so he, like you said, has a concussion. He did not practice today, which makes his status for Sunday probably doubtful in my opinion. I think the NFL protocol allows it so that they can probably miss like one step of the protocol and still make it back to the game on Sunday. I think that's one of the reasons they have like a five-step protocol versus the NCAA has a six step um, so that they give them one opportunity to be like, all right, today you don't feel so good, but maybe you'll still play on Sunday. I think you guys touched on that in your last episode a little bit. Um, but yeah, I don't think he will play, but that's all I got. Kenzie scored in three of four games so far. Interesting, but doesn't sound like he's going to play real quick. Gabe Davis, man, he's got to be hurt. Last week, one catch for 13 yards on only three targets. It was the rainy game against the uh, Ravens, but I don't know. Something's got to be going on with Gabe Davis. I don't know what he, – he's he's tough to even figure out if you want to start or sit him anymore. He's been a really frustrating guy. Hopefully he figures it out uh, going forward here. Okay. Jahan Dotson, Tom, hamstring, DNP Wednesday. What's our status there? Well, Rivera's pretty much already said he's not playing this week. He's expecting a one or two – game absence we know that these hamstrings have a very high recurrence rate so we never like to hear when our our players get hamstring injuries especially in receivers because as we've talked about the the stress on the hamstring increases dramatically when a player increases their speed from 80 to 100 percent of their sprint wide receivers are the position where that's happening most frequently whether they run a go route or whatever they actually have the time and the distance to get close to 100%. Whereas a running back, yes, they have to run very, very fast, but they typically don't have the space to get up to their max speed, which is likely why when you look at our injury data on fantasyinjuryteam.com under the hamstring page, 
receivers are quite impacted when they return from a hamstring injury, um, averaging a decline of 2.5 points with only 28% meeting or exceeding this, their pre-injury average. But running backs are hardly impacted at all. I, I, they, they almost perform exactly how they were pre-injury when they return from a hamstring injury. So with Dotson, going to miss probably this week, possibly next week. When he returns, I, I think at this point he was already like kind of fringe flex play. It, really, really good start to his career, but not quite like a set it and forget it receiver yet. So you'll probably want to err on the side of caution and not start him his first game back. Tread lightly. Okay. Figure we see a big bump here for Curtis Samuel. I mean, Terry hasn't done much, but obviously a must play there. If you, if you do have scary Terry on your team. How about T Higgins An ankle injury doesn't seem to be serious. I still love T Higgins so much, man. Um, is he good? Are we firing him up, Sam? Yes, I think he'll be fine. Um, I actually was just now reading something that say he may also have a knee injury, which makes me slightly more worried about it since that's popping up on a Wednesday. I don't know if that report is accurate or if they just meant to write knee or ankle, but we'll have to keep an eye on that into tomorrow and Friday. If it's just his ankle, I think he'll be fine. I think he'll play and be perfectly fine. If it's his knee, like I said, makes me slightly nervous that that's coming up just as 17 minutes ago. Um, so I'll have to keep an eye on that. If he is out for some reason, Tyler Boyd would be a great option. I pray that Higgins is not this guy throughout his career. That's just injury riddled ankle. You said uh knee. He was coming off that concussion as well. Just an alpha man last week, seven for one twenty four and a touchdown, nine targets, some interesting data. I don't have the exact numbers, but in the amount in the games that chase and Higgins, have played together in their career. I forget the numbers. Higgins out targets him and damn near almost outperforms him from a fantasy standpoint. Yeah, which is I wild. saw that too. That was wild. We mentioned that in the beginning of the year too, is the same thing. They were kind of alternating last year who was hurt or who, whatever was going on there. T Higgins was out for a little bit, but if he's in, you know, low end wide receiver one, got to fire him up. Love me some T Higgins. Love me some Michael Thomas too, a foot and a did not play. Um, we already discussed Olave a little bit. What do you got on that, Tom? It, it sounded like he was close to playing last week, which makes me think he'll be ready this week, but it's not great that he didn't practice today on, on Wednesday. Uh, the, the toe injury would impact a receiver's speed, agility, uh, things like that, but that's not what he's known for. He's not a burner. He's not a terrific run after the catch guy. He's just a absolute magician with his route running and has a big body and has some of the best hands in the league. So if he is playing, I don't think this injury is going to slow him down too much. You have a poster of him yet? Working on it. Um, <laughs> Sam, I think I cut you off. Did you want to add something else about uh, T Higgins before we get to your last player? Uh, I was just going to say, I think they're playing uh, Sunday night. So that's going to be a little tough, if, especially if he's not full by Friday. You have to keep an eye on that one and have a backup plan just in case. Always good to be prepared. Last guy for you, Tom. Kyle Pitts. I have a feeling, and what the hell do I know? He, maybe this hamstring that he has that popped up in DNP today, maybe it's been lingering all year. I don't know what the deal is. What do we make of this, Tom? Kyle Pitts. Well, you, you mentioned that, and then I went and looked at his snap percentage, and it 
in the last two games, it was 67 and 62% versus uh, much more than that in the first two games. So maybe, maybe that uh, this has been lingering. We don't know. I'm sure they won't tell us. But just like I mentioned uh, before with the hamstring, that's this is the type of thing that's going to impact a player at their top end speed. Do you know what Kyle Pitts ran his 40 in? I don't want to sound dumb. Five. Something really good. Really yeah. fast. I, I, I know at his pro day, it was a 4-4. It might have been even better than that at the combine. I don't know. Really freaking fast. So he's the type of player. I just, we just talked about how Michael Thomas, his foot toe injury, even though it would typically slow a player down, that's not his game. This is Kyle Pitt's game, speed and athleticism. So I could see this impacting how well he plays. Tight ends see a decline of 1.8 fantasy points in their first game after a hamstring injury. But can either of you tell me one tight end on the waiver wire that's worthy of starting over Kyle Pitts? Like, no, if he plays, you're still going to start him. Like the tight end waiver pool is absolute trash. And Kyle Pitts is, should be a freak of nature if they would just throw him the freaking ball. You can't sit him. If you have him on your team, there's just, you have to just roll with it and just take the punches to the face every week. Cause if I had, I think I have pits in maybe one of seven leagues. There's no way I'm sitting him. I, I was even trying to actually trade for him in one of my other leagues. But now that you said this and now the hamstring popped up, I don't know if I'm interested anymore. But again, tight end has just been miserable. I think if you can get him at the right price, it's still definitely worth it. He can't possibly play worse throughout the season than he is now like he's at he's at the bottom there's only one way one <laughs> that, way to that's go. what we said after the first week he's back oh yeah and then the second week and then the third week we're just going to say this all year long like he's going to eventually erupt i don't know i don't i hope he does i don't know if i, I, I wouldn't give up a lot for him but like i said if you can get a good deal then it, it kind of fell point, through the trade that i was looking at was romeo dobbs I think I had to have done that. I think I would have pulled the trigger there. Obviously, it depends on roster construction, but I would have, yeah, I would have definitely done that. But yeah, I mean, at some point, like you have to take risks in order to win. You said it a few episodes ago. You're not playing for third. You're not playing for fourth. You're playing to win. You play to win That's the a game. Good point. Play to win the game. You want to talk about playoffs? We got we got to get some more sound sound bites here. Practice. <laughs> All right, last one for you, Sam Rashad Bateman. A foot injury. Another did not practice Wednesday. These practice fields had to be empty all or across the NFL. <laughs> What's his deal? What's going on with Bateman? All right. Uh, so, yeah, like you said, he's a, a midfoot injury, which usually is the same or similar to a Liss Frank injury. Uh, we actually have this injury page up on our site. Liss Frank injuries or midfoot injuries in general. I don't, I don't love the sound of that. Um, these can be pretty painful and, it makes it very difficult to cut and change directions, get up to full speed. Um, and our data that we have on our website, all of the wide receivers have missed at least 11 games, meaning I think almost all of them were pretty much season ending. It doesn't sound like this will be the case for Bateman as he wasn't put on IR. Um, they haven't been saying it'll be a serious injury, but it definitely gives me some concern that he may miss this week, maybe next week, and maybe even another week after that. But we'll have to wait and find out. Fair enough. Always a great analysis from our doctors of physical therapy. Let's have some fun, boys. We got two real fun segments left. Let's go with 
Let's go with the mailbag first. Let's reward our listeners. Let's do it. We got seven questions this week. You guys hop in, free forum here. First one's kind of funny from Rob Voff. Straight up. Why does Kirk Cousins stink? <laughs> what a great question. What a great question, Voff. And uh, I'm going to send you to our expert, Tom Christ, on this one. Because <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. The only logical explanation is, does he still drive that like van from the 80s that he, he was driving a few years ago? The ESPN or someone did a segment on. I think if Cousins wants to reach elite status, he needs to let some of his his friends and his teammates in Minnesota who are a little bit cooler than him take him car shopping. And maybe clothes shopping too. I said in our group chat before, I think he still shops at Kohl's. And there's nothing wrong with Kohl's. I love Kohl's. I but love when you're Kohl's. On, when you're on an $84 million or whatever contract, like, I don't know, man. You just, nothing against him personally. The man just lacks swag, I guess, so to say. But listen, he's sustaining Jefferson at least. I mean, that's good. But anybody else, pretty much no. Uh, on, a, on like a one more serious note, though, with Cousins, I think he's fucking just based on like the teams they've been playing. I mean, they started out Green Bay and then Philly, who we know has been really well, done really well. He did okay against That's Detroit. Right. And then last week they played New Orleans. So, I mean, three of his four interceptions came against Philly. So I don't necessarily know sure he's, he's doing as bad. And on paper, it's like he's coming up against Chicago, Miami, then they have a bye, Arizona, Washington. So I think if you could trade for Cousins... I'd actually be looking to do it. It's tough when you see his stat line, six touchdowns and four interceptions, but Loth, if you have him, which I'm sure you do, we're hoping that he, he does improve for you. Um, next question was from Mike Spin, and it was when I put the Coles thing in the chat, and he just asked, how good is Coles? You guys shop at Coles? Sam was I like, love me, it. Sam was giving I me like a disgusting look. It's who goes to Coles? There's always deals. Listen, I can get like a $6 t-shirt that I'll wear until I'm five years from now. The great deals at Kohl's, man. And then they give you Kohl's cash when you check out. We must be getting old. Kohl's cash. Uh, I've been converted to Lululemon. It's just too good. Uh, you're bougie. Uh, what a bougie guy. Yeah, but like you said, you have a, a $5 shirt you wear for five years. You go to Lululemon, you get a hole in it, you walk back, you get a brand new one for free. And it's wicked nice. That's pretty cool. Yeah, but a pair of pants there is like $135. Yeah, but they last forever. All right. More Lululemon, less Kohl's. Not for me, maybe for you. Okay. Um, this question, actually, this was a comment, and I just want to talk a little bit about this. Sam, Tom, I don't know if you guys have ever heard of this before, a vampire league. Are you guys familiar? Do you know anything about those? I've heard the term. I need to be refreshed on what it is. Not a clue. I am here to promote it. No, no stake in the game for me. So we run this vampire league. I don't even know. I guess it, I don't know where it gets its name from. 12-man league, 11 teams draft. And before the draft, one person randomly is assigned to be the vampire. The vampire does not draft. Um, we don't have much bench spots. I think it's four or five bench spots. After the draft is over, the vampire has to create a team just based off who's out there, free agents, whatever. Now, the catch, it's really, really hard. Boff is our vampire this year. Vin was it last year, I believe. Really, really, or spin, I forget, Vin, whoever it was. Really, really hard to win. But if you win, so if you lose to the vampire, he gets to take one player off your team. And I almost lost this week, actually. That's why I wanted to talk about it. But I encourage you guys to try it. It's super fun, um, a league that you guys should definitely try to get into. That sounds pretty cool. 
Yeah, it's fun. I also have been a big advocate of the one-on-one league. You guys got Tom Tom saying you guys got to fire it up, man. We got to spread <laughs> this sounds like, a like so much fun. <laughs> For those that don't know me, my friend or a lot of us do it one-on-one league. Your teams are just unbelievably loaded. So much fun. Okay. Three or four questions left here. This one's from Jesse. Another fun one. We got some fun fans today. Start with this one. Pick one NFL player you would want to fight off zombies with. <laughs> Miles Is that Garrett. even a question? Aaron Donald. I wrote Aaron Donald too. Okay. Who did you say, Sam? Miles Garrett. That's a good Swing one. Some too. helmets around. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Fair enough. And one player you would want to go to dinner with. I'll go first. I I just I kind of kept it like cliche. I just picked Joe Burrow because. I figured we would just get hammered and have cigars and he would just be the coolest guy ever. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Who would wow. you guys that, pick? that would be fun. Uh, that's a good question. I got to go with Tom Brady. I mean, they can't not keep him company right yeah. now in, in his difficult times. Yeah, I feel that. All right. Can I go sure. Gronk even though he's retired? Oh, oh that's, that's a good a one. Good one. Fun. I always, think of the, I always think of the family guy episode when Gronk moves next to Peter and he's just <laughs> yeah. partying. Oh my God. He has All a nonstop. Uh, it's he, what does he have? He has like a fountain of like monster Red Bull. It's just, he's just a savage. Okay. Um, Vin, of course, wants to know where he should eat Friday. 10 seconds. Where's Vin? Where's Vin going to go? Applebee's. Eat on Friday? Chipotle. Get Indian food. Big advocate. Uh, CJ asked about our personal league. If Dan's team is good, I'll just I'll just say no. Dan is overrated. This is more of a uh, serious question. Our last one from Jesse. Tough one. If you guys want to write it down or I'll, I'll repeat it. And I'm not answering because I am playing Jesse this week and I am not giving my input on it, but you guys feel free. He wants you to pick three of these players for him to start this week. Naheem Hines, obviously with JT out. Singletary. CEH, J.K. Dobbins, Curtis Samuel, Travis Etienne. I'll just say it one more time. Hines, Singletary, CEH, Dobbins, Samuel, Etienne. Give him your best three. What do you got? CEH, Dobbins, and Samuel. I agree. 100%. All right, Jesse. Good picks of upside and and stability. (laughs) It's, yeah, right. It's tough to bench ETN. He just traded for him, but okay. Guys, more questions like that in our next shows, man. If you guys want to want to send some stuff in, whether it's about Coles or Vin, where he's eating on Friday or whatever it is, we like to have some fun here. Speaking of fun, hasn't been so fun for me. You guys have been pretty gloriously successful for the most part, especially if, Tom, I always forget who you picked last week, but Sam had a pretty good week. Start sit session, boys. One start, one sit. Last week, I told you to sit Sanders. I'm ashamed. I cannot get that guy right. I, I told you to sit him twice, I think, so far. Went back to the well. Keep proving me wrong. I'm not talking about him the rest of the year. Told you to play Dobbs. Had a pretty good week. I'll take that as a one-on-one. So for me, this week, I'm going to start, I think, again, a little bit cliche, but I think there we have gotten a lot of questions about this. My start of the week is going to be Brees Hall. We've been patient. You guys picked him in, what, the fourth or fifth round, maybe even in the third round. Now's the time to get him in. And I think never look back again. Play in Miami, very mid defense, 14th against fantasy running backs. Carries in the last four weeks, ready? Six week one, and then seven, eight, last week, 17. He's sporting 4.7 yards per carry. The dude can break one at any time. And to me, I just picked him because of the eye tests. And every time I watch him, he's just so explosive. So I'm, on, I'm all in on Brees Hall. I'm trying to trade for him. Anywhere I can trade for Brees Hall, I'm all in on him there. 
My sit of the week, kind of gave you a little foreshadowing earlier, is Melvin Gordon. Everybody thinks it's just going to be the Melvin show. I'm not buying it. To me, it looks like he's over the hump, banged up with a neck injury. I think he just came off the injury report. Short week, they played tomorrow. I think people are going to be tempted to play him and play him confidently. Oh, he's just going to take Javante's carries. I don't think that's it, man. I can't stop fumbling. Four fumbles. Four fumbles this year for Melvin Gordon through four games. Only 3.8 yards a carry. Listen, he could prove me wrong and score a touchdown and save your week. I think, to me, that's the only way he's going to be. And he very well might score a touchdown. I'm not playing him with any type of confidence. This year, half-point PPR, 6.2 points, 5.8 points, 14, pretty good week three. Last week, negative 1.2. I'm sitting Melvin Gordon, and I'm starting Brees Hall. What do you got, boys? I love both of those. I am going to start Tyler Lockett. In the last three games, he's seen 11 targets, 11 targets, and eight targets. Geno Smith, can you believe this? What do you think his completion percentage is this year? Oh, gosh. Pretty high, right? 60-something? Let me put it this way. It's closer to 100 than it is to 50. 78. 77.3% of his passes are completed. They play New Orleans, who's got Lattimore, of course, who I imagine will be glued to DK Metcalf. I think Gino is going to target Lockett all day long. I like the call. Yeah. I'm going to sit, talked about him earlier, Antonio Gibson in those 3.3 yards per carry. That's lousy. Lousy, lousy, lousy. You love that word, lousy. It's, it's such a. I need to incorporate that more in my vocabulary, lousy. But you're right. Sorry, sorry to cut you off. Three point three is absolutely lousy. It's a great word, man. It's like it, it gets your point across, but it's not like too mean, you know. But it still is like, dude, what do you figure it out? Like three point three yards of carry? No. Um, and I, I'm hopeful that they'll let Robinson suit up this week and, and at least get a little bit of action. But even if he doesn't, like Gibson is not great. So I'm starting him this week or sitting him this week. All righty. On to you. Conclude our show, Sam. What do you got for us? Stay hot, baby. Stay hot All off right, this penny take last week. All right. Uh, so this week I'm starting either of the Patriots running backs and I'm trying not to be biased here, but I really do think they're going to do super well. Penny last week went against the, the Detroit Lions. He smashed this week. The Patriots are playing the D- Detroit Lions. So maybe it's more of a theme of, play the running backs that played Detroit than anything, but I think they either of them can be good. So I think you can play either Stevenson or Damian Harris. And then you ready for my, my sit? Is this going to be crazy and bold? Uh, not that bold. Uh, <laughs> what do you got? All right. So I'm sitting Stafford this week. So he hasn't thrown a touchdown in two weeks. He has not been doing super well. Anyway, uh, he's really only throwing the ball to Cooper Cup, it seems like. He's the only one that makes catches, him and Higby. Um, but Stafford, he's holding the ball too long. He's looking for Cup on every single play. Either he can't get it to him or gets sacked. I think he had like seven sacks in the last game. Is that accurate? Sounds right. But I'm with I'm you. Like A-Rob that. is washed. I'm done yeah. with that. I'm so off that train. So I'm sitting Stafford this week. All righty, boys. What a show. What a show. I can't wait. I, I listen to it every morning on my way to work on Thursday mornings, and I just hear it back, and I'm like, I want to record again. It's so much fun, but 
Thank you guys so much, man. You guys, uh, (laughs) I'm I'm one of our our, our listens every week, but you guys are awesome, man. You guys work so hard, Tom and Sam, and your articles are awesome. Your content, your research, your knowledge of injuries is always incredible. So thank you, boys. Really, really a pleasure. Um, Any any closing remarks? Go birds, 4-0. Thank you, Joe. You work hard too. I know you do. I try my best. And thank you guys, the listener. We appreciate it. And we'll see you guys back next week. Good luck.